When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, Bears fans, to the CHGO Bears podcast. And what is going on, everybody? It is Friday over here. It's the CHGO Audible Day. Will DeWitt, Nicholas Moriano, back in the saddle again. And Nick, feels like I just saw you. Yes, and it also feels like it was a long time ago. I'm losing track of days. and But it was great, Will. It was great hanging out with you, the whole CHGO Bears crew here in, uh, I guess it was Westfield, Indiana, not Indianapolis, but really good time and now you're actually downtown you're ready for this game i'll be driving up tomorrow you know the lucky me the one time it's lucky that i live an hour away okay it was twice it was lucky come the end of the regular season last year that i was only an hour away to see and witness that moment uh but also i'm excited to be back in the city with you tomorrow we get to go meet brandon hazlett the original bears brother with all three of us having a little mini reunion tomorrow for lunch before we head over to that game it's going to be a really good time but you're hanging in there nice view of the city feeling refreshed i know uh i I think energy levels for all of us after two long days of covering joint practices in westfield with the colts it's hard to come by right now (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. But, you know, every time we do our show, Will, I always get a burst of energy. I know everybody looks forward to audible shows. So I'm back into it. We're ready to break down this, uh, you know, week two preseason game against the Colts. Even though, you know, Justin isn't playing, there's still a lot of things to look out for um, with this Bears team. Yeah, we're going to take today's episode to discuss the storylines, the players to watch, and kind of just follow throughout Saturday's game against the Colts. We're going to leverage, you know, some of my takeaways in next year, too, from the joint practices. And then, of course, you have all of camp uh, that you've been able to kind of attend. So you have a lot that you can extrapolate from and really just give people, I think, a real good preview that way when they watch this game. Uh, on Saturday night, they know who they should be paying attention to, who's fighting for a roster spot, who's been standing out at camp, and who could potentially be a, a standout player come game time uh, tomorrow night. Am I missing anything in terms of like framing this bad boy up? No, I think that's the perfect way to go about it. And, you know, we're going to look, we're going to give you a reason that you have to tune in tomorrow night for this Bears game, even though there's not going to be QB1. Like we said, there's a lot of other players that are fighting for roster spots that are, you know, going to be just interesting guys to watch uh, as a preseason and, you know, just uh, everything that goes on before week one happens here. Fantastic. If you're excited for this game preview, definitely give this video a thumbs up right now. That way I don't have to pester you about it later on. But let's go ahead, Nick, and let's begin 
today's preview by discussing the Chicago Bears offense. As we know, Justin Fields will not play. He will just remain on the bench. And honestly, I know we talked about it a little bit last night about whether or not this is the right decision. And I just keep going back to what Iberflus said about the last two practices really were like two preseason games. And I talked about it with Braggs earlier this week on After Dark about these reps in the joint practices actually mean a little bit more than these preseason ones because you're able to run your true systems. Uh, you're going up against a defense they haven't seen. They're going to show you a little bit more than they would in the preseason game because the only two teams that get the film are the two teams that are practicing and so the entire NFL getting to watch a preseason game. And, of course, the same thing is true for the Bears uh, getting to run their true offense. And yesterday, all the talk of Justin Fields being perfect in 7-on-7, seven seven, which made me laugh because when you and and I watched the offense two days ago. He did the same exact thing. So he was like pretty much perfect throughout joint practices in seven on seven. Big upgrade compared to what I saw a year ago in practices. So I'm okay with him earning some time off, earning the res- uh, the respect of the coaches and the confidence of the coaching staff so he can stay on the sidelines here this week. As much as I understand Bears fans want to see him on TV do his magic. I understand that. But without Justin Fields out there, Nick, What's like your number one storyline that you're following? And of course, there's going to be some other quote select starters who aren't going to be playing. We don't know who those are, and we can probably make our best guesses as we're discussing this team. But for you and your eyes, what's like priority number one come Saturday night when you're watching this offense? Man, it's it's a really good question, Will, because I think there's a bunch of things that can be considered number one for me. But we're we're looking at this wide receiver room, Will, and there's going to be a lot of guys at the top that aren't going to be playing in this game. I, DJ Moore, probably Darnell Moody. You're not going to see Chase Claypool. So then you see guys like Dante Pettis, who's finally getting back into full pads. Equinemius St. Brown. Uh, I don't know if Tyler Scott's going to play in this game. He didn't practice, so you don't get to see him. But you get to see the bottom end guys really compete. The only caveat, though, Will, is that obviously P.J. Walker is going to be the guy throwing the football. And as of right now, it just has not clicked for P.J. Walker. Has he had some good throws here and there? Yes, but the consistency is just not there. But I'm really looking forward to seeing which one of those back-end wide receivers really steps up, makes the most out of this opportunity, Will, and can show to this coaching staff, like, you need to keep me on here. Even though there's a lot of top-end talent, this is what this is what I can add to the team, whether it's special team value uh, obviously at the wide receiver position, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how that all plays out uh, Saturday night. Yeah, you mentioned all these receivers who won't, you know, most likely, we, we can't say for certain, but most likely won't play uh, against the Colts. And he didn't mention Bayless Jones Jr. as one of those yeah. names because he missed practice yesterday uh and again i'm I'm curious what uh, would have happened because he was able to be a full participant the day before i mean one of those maybe those one of those awesome diving catches he had you never know i, I don't want to speculate but we have guys like Therese fountain nissimba webster joe reed eq ford pettis like they're gonna get a ton of time out there and it, you're gonna have walker probably some peterman some you know badge as, as well so it, it's going to be really interesting just to see who stands out and just looking at this week i mean webster and fountain for you and i nick a couple of days ago were two receivers that were making the most of those reps being downfield threats winning on their, their one-on-ones winning in seven on sevens and just not just getting open but being able to come down with some really nice plays down the field so i'm excited to watch these guys kind of fight 
for this last roster spot. And Dante Pettis, I'm curious if they will allow him to play because he was out there practicing the last two days, as you said, just now getting it a pad. So was it enough time to get callous game ready? Uh, I think we'll see, but I think Pettis, if he wants to make this team, it would do him a lot of good to be out there because as I mentioned, there's some other guys making plays. Had it muted there. Well, no, I, I completely agree. But um, with this wide receiver room, like D- Darius Fountain has been a guy like that. He's made plays throughout, not just the past two, you know, training camp practices with against the Colts, but you see the fountain getting open. There've been opportunities where quarterbacks just haven't looked his way, but he won his route. He was open in an 11 on 11, um, you know, uh, drill there. So it's an intriguing guy because he's a bigger body wide receiver too. And I just think that when you look at this wide receiver room, it's like, who can be the most versatile? Like, I think that's a, that's a buzzword that always comes up when, you know, you talk about this bears offense and what they can bring to it versatility. And if you could provide that on, on this bears offense, you have a shot. So I think it's just going to be fascinating how, you know, the, the bears go about this, how, who's getting reps over who in the game, mm-hmm. how long they're going into the game too, because that can also be an indication of, where they're at in the roster. So it's it's all going to be fascinating, all things that you should be keeping an eye on. How important do you think tomorrow night's going to be for P.J. Walker? And just like, because practice has not been pretty. You guys have been reporting it. And, and then I got to see it firsthand. And I mean, that seemed to be true. He just wasn't really all too crisp or effective out there. And, and obviously the Bears brought him in with some high aspirations of being that new number two QB. But I just have a gut feeling that Justin Fields sitting gets the Bears a great opportunity to look at Walker with a little bit more of a sample size, probably. And I think the pressure is going to be on a bit. It should be on. Well, he has not performed well in practice. He just has not shown. I haven't look here. I'll put it this way. I have not come away from a camp practice saying, oh, that's why they got P.J. Walker. And that's, I think that's something that when they made the signing, my initial reaction is like, oh, I, I could see exactly why they brought a guy like P.J. Walker in. But I just haven't had that same feeling as he has stepped onto the practice field. So I think with him, and yes, he's not going to have, like the, again, those top-end wide receivers. But I just want to see if he's throwing the ball, can he at least be in the, the vicinity of some of these wide receivers? He's no, He has a strong arm, Will, but – there's been consistent overthrows where wide receivers mm-hmm. like they need to be five yards more down the field to have an opportunity to catch some of these passes. So I think it can, if he has a good game, well, everything that happened in practice, it won't completely disappear, but it would kind of silence the doubters like myself or like, you know, others of like, Hey, look, he can do this. Here's what he does in a full, maybe two, uh, you know, half of football. And, and now you could see why the bears went to go get him, But I think it's a huge opportunity for P.J. Walker. Go out and show this Bears team, this Bears fan base, exactly the reason why they signed you to be the backup quarterback behind Justin Fields. That's how I hopefully at the end of all this, Will, we can we can have that feeling and kind of move on and, you know, go, you know, be at least confident in the backup quarterback. Yeah, and again, for like Walker, you mentioned the overthrows. And it's impressive considering all the speed uh, that the Bears have at this wideout position. Like, how are you doing? Maybe he needs to quit hitting the weight room so much uh, to, mm-hmm. you know, lessen the strength. But no, but for real, he just needs to work on that ball placement uh, a, a little bit and having a real, a real game, a game. Uh, I'm not going to call it a real game, a game out there. 
to kind of, like you said, silence the doubters, or at least I think he needs to build confidence within himself and really the, with the coaching staff uh, to feel comfortable heading into week one uh, as the backup. Uh, just kind of bouncing around here throughout this offense, Nick, do you think we'll see any of like the top three tight ends on this roster? You know, Cole Komet, Robert Tanya, and Mercedes Lewis. Like, would you expect to see any of them out there? You know what? Tanyan might be playing out there well because he's a guy that I think consistently throughout training camp, obviously he's gotten his rep with uh, Justin Fields and the ones, but he's definitely been a target out there for uh, PJ Walker. When the twos go out there, you see him at the end of team drills and practices. So the likely one out of those three would be Tanyan being the guy that'll be out there uh, with PJ Walker. And that's a good thing. Give him a, a reliable tight end. I remember there was a, sequence of plays during a two-minute drill where P.J. Walker hit Tanya over the middle of the field three straight times. He's like, hey, here's my security blanket. Let's keep going to Tanya. So that's uh, that will hopefully be something that we see Saturday night. But out of those three, it's probably going to be Tanya that we would see. The interesting part about the tight end group, and specifically these three guys, Nick, and I can look at this roster and almost every single position, there's like something I want proven to me. But I feel like these three guys, like, I feel good about. Like, I, I don't – Cole Komet does, mm-hmm. like, nothing he needs to prove to me in this preseason. Same thing with Tanyan, based off of what I've seen. Even in the last couple of days of camp, he's going to be a really good tight end to red zone threat. And then Mercedes Lewis, I mean, he's been in the league almost as long as we've been alive. So, for him to be out there and who he is as a blocking tight end to, uh, again, I don't need to say anything. I just – I know the guys beneath are – extreme long shots to make the roster but they're vying for probably a practice squad spot so getting them extended looks would be good too and yes we are live i saw that from dented fender i was gonna make sure we called it but yeah we see gary and doug and steven and taurine and and, cass is in here steve b what's going on man there's a lot of awesome people in our chat always and it's great to see all of you and a little later than usual but yes this is a Mm -hmm. live show you want to talk about the offensive line nick yeah, with the offensive line, it's going to be, I mean, I, I know Doug Kramer has been brought up already in this mm-hmm. in the, the chat, and that's going to be something that we have to watch out for, Will, especially with how, you know, Cody Whitehair leaving practice early yesterday, Kramer having to come in, just seeing how he can handle things, navigate at the line of scrimmage, handle the bull rush. I know I've seen in the chat, too, that that is something that we want to see with Kramer, but how how much is Jatari Carter going to play? It's someone that, you know, you also want to see out there. Uh, guys like, you know, even like an Alex Leatherwood, who's definitely on mm-hmm. the outside looking in if he wants to try to make this roster. Like, huge opportunities for these guys uh, in, on this Saturday night. And they can keep P.J. Walker upright. Maybe they'll have some success with making some downfield throws and, you know, creating those explosive plays. But those are, you know, just the three guys – on the interior that I'm watching out for. I, and I haven't even gotten to any of the tackles yet. So definitely a lot of intriguing players right now to watch out for. Yeah. The Cody Whitehair thing is going to be interesting to kind of pay attention to uh, as we go through, obviously, even if he was healthy, I, I would feel like he would be part of the selected starters that would be on the mm-hmm. bench. Uh, but obviously we don't have an injury update on him yet, but we got to pay attention to it before I get too deep. I see the super chat on the screen. I just want to address it. It's from Steve. Uh, just mentioning how much he loves to have the CHO Audible podcast. Been a fan of ours for years, Nick. And uh, he has the great call to action to get the likes up. Uh, I appreciate cool. the love, man. Thank you very much. And Isaac, apologize. I saw, your, you, saw you in the chat too, but uh, I'll slap myself on the wrist for omitting you when I was rambling through who I saw in here. Appreciate you holding me accountable over here. Uh, but yeah, going over to center, Doug Kramer. 
it, I mean, he's been fine, uh, which is good. Uh, and I'm excited to see what he can look like in an extended sample size. Um, and then if we're looking at, you know, the guards position uh, and Nate Davis, I wouldn't expect to play uh, just considering I think he's ramping up. And then so for me, if I'm like looking for a storyline here, Nick, uh, Jatir Carter, like such a great game last week. Like he really stood out as a good player for the bears and really made me feel more confident about the interior depth. And he's someone that was drafted late. We haven't got to see a lot of, and I get excited about what the bears may have in this kid. So for me, I want to see what he looks like again this week. If he can kind of carry, uh, you know, the same kind of, I guess, play behind him and just play it to the same standard we saw last week and keep building on that success because that's going to really help the bears. If guys can step up like Carter and then just looking on the outside, Nick, I don't know if they asked you the question after I left last night to go home, but do you want to see Darnell Wright play? Yeah, you know what? I'd be I'd be okay with him playing for you know a series or two, depending on how like those um, sequence of plays go. Again, he, what he had seven in his first preseason game against the, the Titans, so I wouldn't be opposed to having the rookie go out there and just again seeing different looks, seeing different guys, and how they approach their pass rush. It's only going to help him. And, you know, once you see what you want to see out of that, I'd be okay with, you know, him playing and then having an early exit in, in tomorrow's game. I, getting him out there it would be good to just get more, I think, reps for him, film on it. And just, again, if it's another two to three series, that's just two to three more series that he can get under his belt now. That way come week one, it's not as new to him. And going through warm-ups in the pregame process, and just to build those routines now, I think would be you know, it would be beneficial for him over there. And on the left side, uh, there's a chance that, you know, you're going to see Braxton Jones not be one of those starters out there on the field at the beginning of the game. So we're looking at a Larry Borum left tackle kind of start here. And I think this would be a big game for him too. No doubt about it. I think this is a guy that he's in, I would say the lead role for that swing tackle position, but He's a guy that he's bounced around, obviously, different sides, but this is a big opportunity for him. And I think Adam and on last night's podcast highlighted that Matty Refluce pulled him aside with along with uh, two other guys having a deep conversation, like, probably you're going to play a lot, so make the most out of this opportunity. And you know what I liked from Larry Borum in yesterday's practice? There was a rep where he got into it with one of the Colts players, but you see the back and forth, you see the shoving and pushing, and just the fight, right? And that's exactly what Larry Borum's doing to – make his place on this roster. So yeah, let's see what Larry can do out there. He used to be obviously a starter for the bears is now in a role that's more suited to his skill set. So we're going to see how he does out there. And I think that's exactly what you want to see uh, for the bears coaching staff. All right. We'll be remiss if we didn't mention the bears running backs here. I think we talked about every other position besides the backfield. Uh, so I just want to know off the top of your head, gut feeling, is who who plays who doesn't play what do you look at Khalil Herbert as a selective starter right now I feel like he's been this is entering year three obviously he's someone that does he still has a lot of tread left in his tires too because always playing behind David Montgomery but always made the most of those opportunities I really liked what I saw in camp but would you play him or is he someone that you're like I'd rather see you know what the other guys can do on this roster I think we're I think Khalil Herbert's going to have a night off just based off of how the bears have kind of divvied up the first and second team reps. You, you usually will see um, Khalil Herbert out there. Deontay Foreman though, I have a feeling we see him play. Okay. It might not be long, 
but I have a feeling we see Foreman play. I don't know if you saw the our. I don't know who recorded it from our CHGO Bears account. There's a lot of guys out there, uh, you know, putting out content. But when they were doing the pass blocking drills or just hitting the bag, you see Herbert's form, fantastic. You see Roshan Johnson. Foreman's was a little interesting at in how he approached it. He kind of leaned in there. He's like, I don't know. It just didn't look um, coordinated enough. So maybe just seeing him, how he does in live pass blocking reps would, would be good for him. But look, the main guy we all want to see and just go off is Roshan Johnson. Let that yes. man go. Let him be free and do his thing in terms of just running guys over. And I'm sure the chat would agree with that. Oh, you know, I and everybody in the chat wants to see on Saturday night some Rojo Mojo. I am ready for some of that yet again. It was great to see a little bit of it last week, him bowling over guys. I think his uh, the yards he gained after contact and the force missed tackles were up there uh, all over, like in terms of like the league, like way up there. So he's already doing that, uh, which is uh, tremendous. And then we have, uh, you know, I want to mention Homer here too, uh, because if he gets an extended amount of playing time, he can make some headway on uh, Tristan Ebner, who wasn't out there practicing yesterday. So it's a good opportunity yeah. for Homer if he's, you know, these are guys battling for a potential roster spot here. Uh, who Will the Bears keep four backs? We don't know, but this is a great chance to make a solid case why the Bears maybe should, you know, think about carrying, you know, that number right now. All right, Nick, real quick. I know we didn't plan for this, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Who has the most to gain and who has the most to lose on the Bears' offense tomorrow night? Who has the most to gain? I'm going to say I'm going to say Dante Pettis if he plays because I think that's a guy that before his injury was doing some really good things on the football field. Then he kind of went away, was put on, um, what, the NFI, and just you didn't see him very often. But, look, with no Valus and likely no Tyler Scott, there's your punt returner, right? So he can he can show this coaching staff tomorrow night. You can't get rid of me because I'm the best punt returner on this team. I can go out there and run routes and get open for P.J. Walker. So I think Dante Pettis has the most to gain, most to lose. Hmm. Good question, Will. Um, I, I guess I want to go to the inside, one of the inside guys. Like, let's say it is a Doug Kramer right now. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't play well in the game and then obviously the I, I constantly forget the Bears have Lucas Patrick out there like he would technically be your backup center but if Doug Kramer shows you some things that you like does he step above and makes Lucas Patrick more expendable but I think if he if he doesn't play well it's like okay we do need to keep Lucas Patrick on this roster because we don't have another reliable center. All right. I like that a lot. Uh, apparently the Kansas City practice is over for the day because Matt Nagy just entered the chat, you know, per usual. I was wondering where he was, but uh, it, it took him a while, but he made it. Obviously busy coaching up uh, an mm -hmm. MVP quarterback uh, over there. <laughs> but all right, that's it for the Bears offensive preview heading into the game. We're going to take a quick timeout. And on the flip side of this break, we're going to switch our focus over to the Bears defense. And Nick, you're up first. Yeah, I got you guys with one scoop of your AG1s. You are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day off right. What's awesome about your AG1s is it costs less than a cup of coffee a day. Also, it helps support better sleep quality and recovery, which we all definitely need. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water. Every day, super simple, no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com 
slash CHGO Bears. Again, that is athleticgreen.com slash CHGO Bears to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Awesome. As I mentioned, it is it's Friday and it's summer. So you know what that means, right? It is a sunny side summer Friday here at CHGO because Sunnyside has everything that you need to elevate your summer. The Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. And they have all these awesome house of brands. You have the Mindy's, which are the best-tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard, award-winning chef Mindy Seagal, and Cresco Labs. And speaking of Cresco, they have some reliably excellent cannabis, consistent quality, experience, and availability of flower babes, concentrates, and pre-rolls. Uh, and on top of that, too, uh, yeah, they just have a, a really good store. Like All their locations around the city are just you know so welcoming, warm, inviting, super knowledgeable. If you have questions, they're definitely here to help you out so you can get the most out of your cannabis experience. And then right now, through August, you can head over to sunnyside.shop, use code CHGO25 at checkout, and I'll get you 25% off your total order that's one use per customer, and that's not stackable with any other promotion. And that's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. And, of course, you must be 21 or older or an Illinois medical card holder. And with it being a Sunnyside Summer Friday, you know, we need to make sure to reflect on the week that was and what made us feel good about Chicago sports. And I just want to say it's our coverage uh, of these two joint yeah. practices. Uh, and, I mean, we are patting ourselves in the back last night, and rightfully so, like, just representing the city hard, you know, owning the beat, representing like we had way more people there than any other beat. And, you know, we, we just take this thing seriously. I want to make sure that Bears fans get the best coverage possible. It's something that I don't mean on a personal level. Nick and I have been striving for for like eight years now. And uh, I think we do a pretty damn good job of making sure that people remain the most informed Chicago Bears fan um, game day. So definitely go check out Sunnyside. Use our code CHGO25 and enjoy yourself an awesome weekend. All right. CHGO Bears podcast here. Little Wit, Nicholas Moriano. We are sharing our game preview for the Bears Colts Saturday night game. No Justin Fields. We talked about the offense already, but now it's time to switch over to this Bears defense. And let's figure out what we need to be paying attention to, all of us, not just Nick and I, but all of us should be watching for <clears throat> come Saturday night. And Nick, let's just start in the trenches. Defensive line. I feel like Andrew Billings, Justin Jones, they get a night off. Just mm -hmm. a gut feeling. They get a night off, which means we get... Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens, Travis Bell. And if we're looking at the interior right now, man, I'm excited to see what those guys can do having a little bit more playing time than we saw last week. Yeah, no doubt about it. I want to see all those guys, those rookies play a lot and I want to see how they do. And I think for me, it's like still watching Javon Dexter in that get off, seeing how he's mm -hmm. getting more acclimated to the position. And I think he's gotten better since we Herb Howard, mentioned it on one of the practices where he didn't have a good day. I felt like he's actually gotten better at that aspect of his game each and every day. And that's been really good to see from Javon Dexter. We saw, we had a great vantage point on one of the plays yesterday and yesterday's practice. He shoots through the gap, is able to beat the block and then just get a TFL on the running back. And that's what you want to see out of Javon Dexter. So I think there, it's a great opportunity to go up against this Colts offensive line. They were battling the past two days, but now you can finally finish plays. You can tackle guys. So just him specifically, it's just going to be fun to watch with more reps and seeing how we can also handle those, right? Because one of the things that Florida, that he was kind of gassed out throughout games because he was constantly out there. 
Well, this is going to be a game where I think you're just going to see more of Javon Dexter because we're probably not going to have Andrew Billings, Justin Jones. So let's see how he can handle that and how his play can just handle the, the sustained, I guess, being out there. So it's mm-hmm. going to be fascinating to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, it takes a next level of conditioning to be out there for you know a majority of a game compared to being at a practice. And I, I say that, but I will mention one other fact uh, about this Chicago Bears team is that they practice hard, harder than I've ever seen a Chicago Bears team really practice in quite some time. Obviously, the league has changed since I was going to camp in the early 2000s. Two days back then, they don't do the two days right now. Um, but like the fact that they play with all this intensity and they try to simulate game speed as much as possible. I think will allow the Bears to be more conditioned than some of the other teams once we enter week one and allows this transition to be a little bit more seamless. And you mentioned that play yesterday uh, from Dexter, you know, shooting the gap, making a good tackle for loss against the run. And I know the one big thing that the Bears fans like we want to see is, you know, let's get after the passer because they did not do that at all last year, especially the like the front four. They, they just could not hit home. Mm-hmm. And Dexter, I, I, of course, I want to see that. I want to see him terrorize quarterbacks. That's something that I really hope he can grow into and be a great pass rusher. But for him to show me a glimpse of a run stuffer, someone that could make those negative plays, even if it isn't a, just like a sack, it's it's given me some courage or confidence in him as, as we're moving forward, you know, being more of a two-way defensive lineman. And then Zach Pickens, he had that sack last week, got all, mm-hmm. you know, jacked up about it can he have another big splash play uh, in the backfield this week that would be uh, again another sign of really good progress and good things to come from these young rookies and don't forget travis belnick that guy he's the guy that even though he was drafted late i I saw some flashes yesterday you guys have seen him throughout camp Uh, and he's just a really good dude so he is still someone that once he's on the field i'll be paying extra special attention to no doubt. And, you know, Travis Bell, he, he had some plays in that, that first game against Tennessee, that preseason game. He got a sack, too, as well. That's true. He's just, he's just a little bowling ball, that little Travis Bell. So I like <laughs> watching him play. He plays with, plays with great energy. So once he's out there, you definitely got to keep an eye on him because, again, he just brings that intensity every single rep. And, he, you know, going to the Chicago Bears, you have to play with that intensity every single play. So, yeah, he's going to be fun to watch as the, as the game goes on. Nick, how tall are you again? 5'1"? Five two. Uh, give me give me like seven more inches, five eight, and then if I wear my Air Maxes, that's all another inch go. on there. So, no, just what you said, little Travis Bell made me laugh. He's six foot, like he's that's true. Yeah, I, I know. He's like, compact. He's compact. He is compact, and that he has a unique body type, and which is another I think asset of his, and it makes him mm-hmm. a different challenge than some of the other guys that the Bears have uh, up front. But that's when he said little, like all of the phone. I want to see you guys stand yeah. next to each other and <laughs> then say little. Uh, again, let's move over to the outside. I, I feel like the same thing uh, in terms of the starters, right? Are we really going to see Yannick out there? I mean, I, I don't think mm-hmm. so. Demarcus Walker, I, I don't think so. So we're going to get plenty of Travis Gibson, Dom Rob. Rasheem Green, Terrell Lewis, T. Anthony Jones, Jalen Harris. A lot of guys here buying. You know, we got to figure out the bottom end uh, of this rotation. And, Nick, I just want to give you some fun facts here because who doesn't like some preseason stats to really just make it feel like a game preview show? But uh, so we had Jalen Jones, uh, sorry, Jalen Harris, and then we had Jones. They actually tied for the third most pressures of the rookie class in week one of the preseason. And they did so in the fewest snaps. So, like, Will McDonald, the fourth. Mm-hmm. Led the way, he had six pressures and 27 pass rush snaps. 
Then he had Isaiah Land and uh, Levy Bell, five pressures on 19 and 21 pass rush snaps, respectively. And then you have DeAnthony Jones and Jalen Harris for the Bears. They had four pressures, and he did it on each 13 pass rush snaps, almost half of what these other guys are out there doing. And so that's like good bang for your buck if you're looking at guys who can get pressure. Obviously, like the sack numbers weren't up there, but like QB hurries, quarterback pressures, mm-hmm. Those make impacts. Those are big things that you want to see these guys, you know, be able to accomplish too. So for me, having two undrafted free agents being third, uh, and you know, and not just third because a lot of people are like, well, they played a lot of the time because they're you know the bottom of the roster. It's only the week one of the preseason. But then you look at the actual pass rush snaps, and it was actually a pretty small sample size. So that stood out to me. Yeah, no, that's a. I mean, it doesn't surprise me well that you're bringing out the stats. Doesn't matter if it's preseason, any point in the season. I know you're going to have the stats, but when it comes to the edge rushers, when when you look at Travis Gibson, Terrell Lewis, right now, will like that is a that's a competition for mm-hmm. uh, you know maybe it's one roster spot remaining for an edge rusher, and those guys both stood out against the Titans and. You know, in the practices, I think you saw flashes from both, but this is going to be a great opportunity for both these guys. And I said on on last week, but I think whoever can show that they can also play the run effectively, that's going to probably be your guy because you can't just have maybe look if you have these NASCAR packages where you're putting them out there just to be specific pass rushers. Sure. But you also want to have guys out there that, you know, are not liabilities when defending the run. So I want to see that aspect of their games kind of show up because we know the pass rush showed up in against the Titans, but if they could do that, it makes it harder on this Bears coaching staff to decide who are we going to go with? Uh, Terrell Lewis, Travis Gibson, when it comes to maybe having one final edge rusher on this roster, but it's a really good position that the Bears are actually in to actually have guys that are being productive. I, I couldn't have foreseen that before the season started, Well, because that was the big issue. And obviously you go get Yannick Ngakwe, and then it moves everyone down the, the the tier i guess for pass rushers but still gonna be a fascinating thing to watch and i think the gibson one's the big one for me to watch here just because he was someone that you know a couple years ago really good season as we know didn't really live up to that same standard in the bears as they switched their scheme last year really good opener and i talked with Corey wooten on after dark about like well how much stock can he take into that because he played a lot of the game and then he played primarily against backups and i personally would expect travis gibson to dominate backup offensive alignment. Like, that is exactly what I would expect out of him. And he did it, which is great. And I don't know if he's going to get a great uh, example here, right, going up against starting offensive alignment for the Colts. We don't know really their plans as of right now, but hopefully mm-hmm. he, if he can get some quality reps against starting level linemen over there, he can show out a bit too to show it's not just the backups. He's here to play because, as you said, like, I don't think his roster spot is entirely safe. Uh, obviously, when you got that first step chart a couple weeks ago, towards the bottom of it hopefully he's climbing himself back up at the end of the day the bears are going to take who they believe give them the best chance to win and travis gibson needs to be you know a part of that or wants to be a part of that and i think we'll figure that out real quick nick i saw this comment pop up from tito uh and he said i will forever remember my birthday at soldier field and you guys are taking a picture with me bear down tito like that's awesome i'm glad we were able to be a small part uh, of your birthday there and uh, the fact that you have that memory and you hold it dear to yourself likewise it was great seeing you there uh and of course if we ever meet again uh, that's gonna be tremendous but i just love the fact that you're able to you know throw that in the chat and that made my day so thank you so much yeah tito if you're going to a game this season let us know man we're gonna we're gonna be there at soldier field so 
maybe we can uh, reconnect again real quickly. Will before we move on from the edge rushers, Doug makes a good point. Like Rasheem Green's a part of that equation too. Yeah, right. He's the guy that gets the the reps with the first stringers right now. He's over Gibson and Terrell Lewis, but and he didn't he did not have a great game against the Tennessee Titans. A lot of those plays that bounced outside, you see Rasheem Green not containing the edge and not playing the run as effective as you want it to be. And Aberflus talked about that in his post game presser. Like that's something that we need to be better with. So it's definitely a three-way competition. I'm glad uh, Doug brought that up here. All right, let's move over to the linebackers. Obviously, Tremaine Edmonds, he's going to be – no, he's not going to be out there. He hasn't even put pads on yet. No Tremaine Edmonds. No T- – I, I doubt T.J. Edwards plays. Uh, again, I, he should definitely – how much they invested in him. He's a selected starter. He's He should have a night off over there too. And I know yesterday DeMarcus Gates did not practice, so we're looking at Noah Soul or – Mike uh, Baskerville, who, you know, both those guys, Nick, we're watching defense. They both popped yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, throwing Barrington Wade in that as well. There's a lot of linebackers here that are going to they, – they have a lot to show. And, like, Dylan Cole made a really nice pass breakup over the middle of the field in the team drills, I believe, against the Colts. But it's a lot of guys that are, you know, vying for – what maybe be one or two spots and probably going to be mostly special teamers. But a guy like Jack Sanborn will, if you go like going back and just watching what happened in that preseason game, there were a couple of plays where, you know, he's pursuing, um, I think it was Malik Willis on the play and he does a move in the open field and can't make the tackle. Oh, the, the, you know, Titans get the first down, they end up scoring. So, you know, I want to see the, you know, San God, I know he gets a lot of love here on, you know, CHGO bears, but, Still a guy that you you want to see keep improving, and obviously has a nose for the football. But yeah, those backup guys like it's it's competitive in that room, and that's a good thing. And then of course we brought in Walker too. You know the Bears love to bring in guys with the same last name uh, to really make things fun. So we have to use first and last name. So Mikel Walker, mm-hmm. uh, who they claimed off waivers, really you know it was almost about a week ago now. Uh, You'd expect him being out there, too, so the Bears can get a good glimpse of what they have in his waiver wire claim. Uh, and again, it's a good way for them to just leverage having that number one spot, seeing what comes through the pipeline, and seeing if it's someone that's worth having on your team and you can upgrade. It's interesting that they keep adding to what in the preseason I think was voted as, as like our number one or like our number two, like deepest room. And they just keep adding to it and kind of altering the bottom end of it. But Hell, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be like a, a strong group from top to bottom. And, you know, like the cream will rise uh, to the top uh, over there. But I thought yesterday, just uh, with Noah Sewell real quick, just his physicality and his ability to close uh, on the boundary, you know, getting out to the sideline uh, was really impressive to me. And just when he, you can tell that he really wanted some of those reps to be live, Nick, like he would square up, get right in front of the person. And, you know, like if that was a live rep, they would have been popped, but he, he held back because it was only a practice. Um, but just watching a little bit of him and game action, if he can have that same positioning against the Colts uh, that you and I saw in practice in an actual game, uh, I, I expect a big hit coming our way. Yeah, there was a, a rep, you guys. Uh, again, I don't remember if it was team or seven on seven where wide receiver ran a drag route. And Noah, he puts his shoulder a little <laughs> bit into him, but like that's I think that's a play you're referencing, Will, yep. because if that's live, that poor wide receiver is <laughs> laid out. Noah is a physical dude. He's actually laid out a couple of his own teammates in, in these like 
padded up practices. So yeah, he's he's fun to watch, and you know he's giving me look. He's giving me like what Jack Sanborn vibes last year in training camp. Just someone who's all around the field, making tackles, making plays. So he, he's been a nice addition to the linebacker room. Anything else about the front seven before we move on to the uh, the secondary? Mm, nothing that I have. Will let's go to that secondary because you know the Bears are probably going to be missing a lot of guys over there from the starters. All right. So who do you think would, I know safeties and we'll talk about, let's do corners mm-hmm. and we'll move to safeties. We'll be really just organized today. I, I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but this is how I'm going about it in my brain. So corners, I would not expect Dylan Johnson or Kyler Gordon, but I would expect Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell Smith. Yes. I page? agree with you there. Yep. Okay. So, and then we also have to know that Josh Blackwell hasn't practiced. So I doubt he's going to be out there. So we're looking at Tyreek Stevenson, Terrell Smith, Jalen Jones, Kendall Vildor as like the top, I think, four names that we should be watching. That sounds about right, Will. Awesome. So for me, Jalen Jones made some nice plays in coverage yesterday in Mm 7-on-7 and 11-on-11 in the red zone. And just to preface, all the work yesterday for the majority of practice was red zone work, uh, and the Bears' defense just suffocated this Colts' offense with the majority of practice, which is a lot of fun to see. Bears' red zone defense needs to be improved this year, and if yesterday was any indication, uh, it's definitely going to be so. But uh, for me, I I like what I saw with Tyreek Stevenson yesterday. The Colts have... I mean, they have a challenging set of wideouts uh, in terms of like those one-on-one matchups. Like when Tyreek Stevenson is going up against Michael Pittman Jr. and one-on-ones, like it's going to be easy for Pittman Jr. to win those reps. But I thought they're still valuable for Stevenson to get those reps against a very good established wide receiver uh, in this league. And then same thing with Terrell Smith. Like they both look the part, Nick. And that was something that you guys have talked about throughout all of camp and I was excited to kind of see firsthand down there on the field and they definitely did not like disappoint. No, those backup DBs, they compete. They, they compete. And I think it all stems back to John Hoke, uh, David Overstreet, like guy, like their coaches that they have, they're very competitive within themselves and they want to see that competition come out on the football field. But you see those back end guys competing. Uh, another guy that will probably be getting some playing time, Michael OJ Moutier, um, hmm who's uh you know a veteran in this league will we'll definitely get some playing time there but i think when you're looking at like who has the best opportunity here will you know it it probably would be like a guy like oj moutier outside who's slotted over a kindle vildor who keeps moving down uh the roster here and i wish i wish blackwell was healthy enough to play me too he would get a lot of work in that nickel and and now that he's not, it's like you're given opportunities to probably like Stroman would be a guy that we've seen over there. But yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a bummer that you don't see a guy like, you know, Blackwell had a good, you know, rookie season, but Jalen Jones is, he's got to, he's got to take advantage of this because there's, there's veterans above him that are, you know, playing like OJ Moody are playing decent, mm-hmm. but can Jalen Jones show enough in this preseason game where you just take the youth, you don't have to, rely on the veteran and then you just kind of part ways there, but big opportunities for these, uh, these corners, because I don't, I mean, how much are Tyreek Stevenson, Terrell, maybe Terrell Smith will probably play longer than Stevenson, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't think see Stevenson playing all too much in this game either. The same. I wouldn't expect it to be more than a quarter half at most yeah. uh, when it comes to Tyreek. Do you think they'll give Kendall a chance to fight for his roster spot life? I think he'll get an opportunity, Will, but it just seems like at this point, like mm-hmm. he's he is way down there. He is way down there in the roster. So 
Um, and I know a lot of people in the chat don't like Kendall Vildor because he had to start, you know, last season, but that was never supposed to be his role. But, uh, yeah, I think he's definitely going to get an opportunity. We'll see what, what he can do with it though. All right. Moving over to safety real quick. Nobody Jackson, uh, who exited practice a couple of days ago, the first joint practice near the end after an awkward little hit towards the end, uh, Eberflus was, you know, obviously he isn't going to give us a lot, but he did seem, like it wasn't going to be a severe thing that's going to be long-term or hopefully keep him out of week one. Jaquan Brisker hasn't been able to get out there just yet. And I talked about it on the podcast. I tweeted yesterday about how impressed I was with his ability to lock in from a mental standpoint and take in those mental reps. Uh, so even though he won't be out there, I would see, I would not expect to see, not to see him be engaged on the sidelines. He's not going to mm-hmm. be the guy sitting on a bench chewing on bubble gum or sunflower yep. seeds. He's going to be right up there as close as he can to the field that the rest will allow him without throwing a flag. And I, <laughs> I think he's going to be uh, really engaged out there. So we're going to have our starting two safeties tomorrow night, Elijah Hicks and AJ Thomas. They did well, I thought, uh, over at least yesterday when you and I watched them uh, in the red zone, really making sure that there's nothing easy over the top or anything in their areas of the field, You know, whether it be you know getting a hit on a receiver to knock that ball free, an actual PBU, their communication with the corners was fantastic, and the linebackers to make sure guys are getting passed off correctly. Uh, so for me in this group, Elijah Hicks, I think it's just a great additional opportunity for him to get more reps for the bears to feel more confident with him because they let DHC go, right? They let a real capable, solid backup walk, but they drafted Elijah Hicks to kind of take over that role. And last year when he had small, like that small sample size, he's always around the football. And I saw that a little bit again yesterday. So for even though having the two starters having a being dinged up right now isn't ideal, this opportunity for Elijah Hicks to build confidence and get these real life reps is only going to help the Bears' depth be stronger come the regular season. I don't think that should go unnoticed. No, it definitely shouldn't. He had a fantastic pass breakup on Michael Pittman in the end zone. Jaquan Brisker was right there celebrating with him. Um, <laughs> yes, but he here, was. look, well, if you know one of these guys gets a pick. I know we were saying that Jaquan Brisker might not get he, – he's going to run onto the field and celebrate. That's just the kind of guy Brisker is. Like, he will go celebrate with his teammates. He's, he brings that energy, which I which I love about Brisker. But Gary Ross brought up in the chat, the guy that – the draft pick that probably gets the least talked about is Kendall Williamson, the safety from Stanford, who I want to see just play. And he's going to get, I think, a lot of opportunities, especially in the second half of this football game, uh, just to see what he's capable of. I feel like – you know, especially early on OTAs and even early on train camp, not a lot of noise from Kendall Williamson. That's all right, but um, we need to see what he can do because he's obviously not a guarantee to make this roster. And even the practice squad is, you know, something that he has to strive for. But that's a guy that will be playing a lot. He's going to play a lot of special teams. Want to see him create some pop on those kickoff drills because we were watching that too. Well, mm-hmm. the bears special teams were coming after it. I know we're going to talk about that in the back half of the show, but that's a place where a guy like Kendall Williamson can really leave a good lasting impression on his coaching staff. Absolutely. I, I really good point there. And thanks for not giving all the special team stuff away because I'm excited about uh, that conversation here in just a little bit. But before we do, I just wanted to share one more stat line. So last week in the season, preseason opener, uh, Anthony Richardson finished 7 and 12, 67 yards with one interception and seven rushing yards. I just wanted to put it out there. We don't have to speculate what his stat line will look like, but I just wanted to give people a benchmark of like what he was able to do last week. 
And let's see what he can do. I'm assuming they're going to want him to play uh, because he needs some of those reps out there in this game. So let's see what he can do against his Bears defense uh, because as you and I saw yesterday, at least in the red zone, and even actually towards the end when they're doing like that longer, full scripted kind of segment uh, where they had like 25 plays each, like he had a hard time finding his receivers because the Bears coverage units mm-hmm. were so good. The pass rush wasn't like phenomenal by any means. Uh, I that, that didn't really pop out to me in any regards, but the coverage did. The coverage was sound throughout. And even when he had an open receiver or two, he tended to sail on those footballs. So just wanted to give people like a reference point. So when they're watching Anthony Richardson, like, well, how do you do last week compared to the Bears? There you go. Kind of helped you out there. But before we move on, Nick, just like with the offense, I have to ask, most to gain, most to lose. Ooh, most Look, one player for most to gain and most to lose is Travis Gibson, I think. Um, mm-hmm. and maybe that's a cop-out, but I think if he builds off another game where what he did in the first preseason game and just balls out, is able to get to the quarterback, better playing the run, like that's he's just building and stacking not only games but practices in between these games the confidence that the coaching staff can have in him, but he's fighting for his longevity for this, this bear season. And if he can continue Travis Gibson to, to just stack these games, stack these practices, he's going to earn himself a roster spot. And I know like that was one of the guys that we had talked about maybe being a surprise roster cut, but I I personally, I don't want to see it. I love talking to Travis Gibson. He's always a great guy in the locker room. And I just want to see his play continue to escalate so that, he can remain on this roster, but he's the guy that has the most to gain, most to lose in week two of the preseason against the Colts. All right, let's take our final break of the show. This is a great time where if you have any specific questions for Nick and I heading into tomorrow night's game, we're both going to head over to Indy to Lucas Oil Stadium to watch this game, cover this team. So if you have any questions for Nick and I that maybe we didn't answer uh, throughout this episode yet, Drop them in the comments. Lawrence behind the scenes, you know, Superman back there. He'll star him up so that way we can kind of end the show with your questions. If you have some, I know it's preseason, so I I totally understand. But before we get to it, I want to let you guys know about FOCO. FOCO, of course, my goodness, they just have so much amazing things. And I'm so happy that they've been a partner of CHGO for quite some time now. And it's pretty much football season, right? And I was browsing through their website earlier today and they have so many cool things that I think you're going to love too. They have team overalls now. So you can get those like Chicago Bears bibs. They can be repping that soldier field. They have friendship bracelets going on over there. You can get a three pack of Chicago Bears friendship bracelets. Keep one for yourself. Next time you see Nick and I, you can hand one out to each of us. That way all three of us can be best friends for the rest of our lives. They have backpacks now, straw hats, NFL team sunglasses like you can get bear straw hats bear sunglasses bears backpack bears bibs like you can be decked out for week one once the green bay packers come to town so definitely check it out and of course this is a remote show but if we were live in studio foco has done a great job helping us by donating a few awesome pieces for our set so definitely go show them some love so you can go check out foco.com that's f-o-c-o.com or clink Click, click, click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use promo code CHGO for 10% off. And like I said, really cool Chicago Bears gear on there right now. Go check it out. You got to go check out FOCO, you guys. And you also have to check out Circle K. And we are so excited here at CHGO to partner with our friends at Circle K. Of course, you can check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection. And, of course, premium gas and you have to look out for those freebies, you guys, and giveaways down the road. And 
we I, I made this trip down to Westfield, now Indianapolis, and so many Circle Ks on the route. Of course, we had to stop by and just load up on snacks and fuel for this busy week that we've been having. But again, we just want to say thank you to Circle K for sponsoring CHGO. And again, visit the near Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds. So go check out FOCO. You have to check out Circle K. And you also got to check out Lewis University. Many of the students, you guys, are adults just like you. Many have full-time jobs and our families, and all of them chose Lewis's supportive educational community to help make their transition back to school as easy as possible to earn a respected degree. And here are some facts about it. It's 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, ranked as one of one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. And Lewis partners with numerous employers to for tuition discounts and offers evening, online, and blended formats to help balance your work, family, and education. And of course, faculty, they bring real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. And of course, they offer career support and academic resources for adult students. And whether you are looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis, they have the right program for you. They offer several career-focused programs that will help set you up for success. Well, we're going to highlight one of them here, computer science. Eight-week sessions can be completed in one year, concentrations in software engineering, artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, digital forensics, enterprise, and cloud computing. And, of course, they have all adult undergraduate programs like business analytics, criminal justice, technology programs. You name it, Lewis University has it. And so here's the most important part, everybody. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu forward slash you can do this. Again, that's lewisu.edu forward slash you can do this. All right. Good stuff there, Nick. Again, this is the Seashell Bears podcast. We're like 53 minutes into this thing. If you don't know that yet, now you do. So CHO Bears Podcast. I'm Old Whip. My co-host next to me is Nicholas Moriano. And we're gonna quickly talk about some bear special teams, answer your questions. Call tonight, and we'll see you tomorrow at Lucas Oil. So real quick, Nick, can we just, like, try to put words behind how impactful those kickoff, not just kickoff units, like the Bears kicking, being the team kicking off, like the kickoff coverages for the Bears opening holes, but regardless of, like, which side they were on during the drill, like, they set the freaking tone, man. They did, and, you know, that's what's been awesome about this Bears team. It, it's not just offense and defense. Like, whoever is on that third unit, and there's a bunch of guys that are trickling in and out, whether it's due to injuries or whatever it may be, they set the tone. There were some big returns happening from guys like uh, Joe Reed, of you know, backup, backup wide receiver who's going out there and making plays and doing so because his teammates are opening up lanes and they're the ones initiating contact and not allowing the Colts to, to you know, bring the physicality to them. They bring the physicality, which it's great to see that. And it it goes back to Matt Eberflus and how he coaches this team. Like it was a it was a great environment to be in in Westfield, Indiana, with all the Colts Bears fans. But it, the Bears were not intimidated whatsoever, and that was representative in all three phases, including special teams. It was, and there's that one hit from uh, blasting game that just like made my head turn on a swivel. I was either on my phone or talking to someone next to me, and I just hear a big, you know, when you hear pads crash, you know that, damn it, I just missed something cool. And I just see Kahari, Kahari's just like standing over the guy, and like it was just laid out, and it was just cool to see like our fullback 
wanting to be someone who's representing the Chicago Bears team, setting that physical tone uh, out there. Uh, but yeah, and like the kickoff lanes were wide open for the Bears, but for the Indianapolis Colts, the Bears clogged those down. They didn't have much room to operate. Uh, at all and that's really all we saw from special teams yesterday but i just want to let you know like that's a physical bunch uh, and you know a lot of those guys to be out there tomorrow whether it be guys who are probably making the team or guys fighting for roster spots they're going to bring it so hopefully the bears score a lot of touchdowns so you can see that coverage unit uh, a few times or and then on top of that hopefully the bears don't give up points so you don't even see the kick returner stuff and why am yeah. i going to say that nick because we don't even have a healthy kick returner right now just saying mm-hmm. because if i went to the depth chart and we don't expect uh, Herbert to play. We don't expect Bayless Jones Jr. to play. We don't expect Tristan Ebner to play or Tyler Scott. That's the four guys listed for kick return duties. And I don't expect to see any of them. No, no, Will. So uh, I, it's just going to be interesting to see who they throw back there and if it's the same person consistently uh, throughout the game. Like, I wonder if multiple guys get opportunities and whoever, you know, whoever that may be. So that's going to be fascinating to watch. But speaking of just special teams, Roshan Johnson, he's on the kickoff unit. Like we know that guy uses his body as a weapon. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Um, you know, on kickoff, kick return, all those, all the different uh, phases of special teams. And then my last question is actually a very, very serious question here. Um, so with no Valus Jones Jr. tomorrow, how am I? I'm going to use the word detrimental here uh, for him right now because obviously we all know about the muff punt last week. And that's been a big talk throughout this week. And for him not to get a game in which he can go out there and get some of these real live reps in an area that he needs to show growth and improvement. I mean, Dante Pettis may suit up and he's going to be the next one in line there, which is fine. Dante has my confidence in this regard, but like how I think detrimental against me, the word like impactful could it be for Valus to not have this opportunity to kind of like clean that up. No, I think I think it's huge, Will. I think when the Bears put Dante Pettis back out there for home return, they know he can be, you know, they know he can be a reliable return man. But they don't know that from Velas. None of, after watching last week, nobody can feel confident in Velas Jones Jr. going back there returning punts. And had he been healthy and you know, if he was, you know, maybe maybe there's a chance. I don't know. But if he's not playing tomorrow, we you still don't have that answer. And at what point, if you're the Bears, do you just say, nope, he can't do it. He just can't do it. You don't have the confidence in him to do it. So it's uh, it's big for Velas, who already has a very specific role in this offense. If he can't provide that punt return ability that you tried to almost force him to do and he couldn't do it, then you're, the, the roles for him are getting smaller and mm-hmm. smaller, which makes him more expendable because if you can find other guys that can do it, it gets really interesting for Velas Jones Jr. But if you're Ryan Poles, it's like, can you have enough? I don't even know what the right word is conviction to get off of this draft pick that you mm-hmm. made, get, do it early. Or are you just going to say, well, he's a third round pick. We got to wait it out and see. It's, it's fascinating to think about. And, you know, Ryan Poles will have some decisions to make. I'm sure obviously when, when cut downs are made. Yeah. It will be a tough decision for him. I'm still in the patience camp, um, but that was with the understanding of he should have this game to kind of right the wrong, build that confidence back up in a game environment uh, because it's one thing to catch a punt in practice when you know you're not going to get drilled, but there's another thing to try to catch a punt in a game when there's a chance that someone's going to run you over as soon as you catch that ball. And then we saw that hesitation too last week. So I think it's very unfortunate for Bayless uh, without question. All right, we have some super chat, not super chats, uh, but we actually have some questions here. 
wish they were super chats next time make them super chats um but let's go with uh, a couple here we have one from steven and one from dave and both are about the qb situation steven's asking any chance that the back end of the quarterback depth chart gets shaken up and then dave asks any chance we see uh Bagent get to run with the second teamers i feel like yes in terms of being shaken up second team's weird because like the starters most likely won't play so mm-hmm. second team would be the the starters tomorrow night um but i think it's still going to be you know the same kind of pattern that we've seen with uh, going walker peterman and then badgett yeah i think it'll be there i think we'll see more badgett though than i think peterman in this game um but maybe that's the, the way in which they they go out there um but yeah hopefully you just see a, a good performance out of walker in this game because i think he need he needs it the most out of any of these quarterbacks let's be completely honest here but um i again badgett's been he's been throwing the ball well and looking forward to see what he can do in the, in the fourth quarter and you know to close out this game one more question from eric who plays more foreman or johnson rojo right Ro- yeah roshan johnson will play more and that's not a bad thing uh, no. we all want to see more roshan johnson uh, Dees, uh, Saren said, is there room for Bell uh, on this roster? I think yes. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a lot of variables that play into it. I'm not going to say he will make this team, but I do see a path in which he could make this team. For me, it's probably going to be practice squad right which now. Which is understood. But, but yeah, they're still sticking around on the Bears squad. And I don't think you'll get poached. Like uh, there was like maybe yeah. I think two, three months ago, I was like, there's no way Ryan Poles is going to let his, the world's most favorite human of his like ever leave or have a chance of getting like claimed. But if someone claims him, he has to be on their active. And like, I just don't see that happening. So practice squad should still be safe. And with how the rules are moving guys up and down now, doesn't mean you won't see him a, a couple or, you know, multiple times throughout the regular season question from trey are any of the starters playing an offense besides justin fields i think darnell wright will be the one uh, outside of darnell wright though i i have a hard time coming up with another one i mean if you consider you know tanyan like uh the starter opposite coke okay. so maybe that would be the other one that would be likely to play in this game all right, and then one more from uh, Dang Mang. Uh, when we when are we going to get an actual Audible show with Mason West? Bring him in on a Thursday, Friday during the season. Talk injuries before Sunday kickoffs. Want a little bit more insight from your boy Mason? Uh, agreed. I know he has a pretty busy work schedule, but I would be remiss if we didn't find a way to bring him on here at least a couple of times throughout the season. You know, we we love Mason. He's doing great things over there uh, for the Second City uh, and their podcast network now, which I'm so happy that they gave him a home. Um, but we definitely need to find a way to get Mason on over here to leverage that amazing uh, expertise that he brings on that injury front. Uh, trust me, I'll be talking about these injuries from that over the last couple of days. I know the guy to ask, and he's right there. Mm, oh, yeah. So definitely, we'll find a way to make that happen all right some one final like house cleaning item to take care of is that we have this golf outing coming up here and we have some spots still available that you need to definitely help uh you know join us and just have a great time out here so it's the cco kickoff classic it is one week from today august 25th at 9 a.m at the cog hill golf course number two uh nick anything you want to say uh, about this cco kickoff classic before we end the show you know, I think if you're looking to have a good time, hang out with a bunch of people from CHGO, this is going to be the event for you. I personally won't be there, but there's going to be so many people that are going to be out there. And look, if, even if you're not like a golf connoisseur, you're not very good, it doesn't matter. You're going to have a good time with the CHGO Kickoff Classic. And if you have the time and 
you know you're looking for something to do friday august 25th you know where you have to be cho uh you have cog hill course so it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be great so go check it out and yeah let me know how it goes we have uh, the the links to register for that event uh, is right here in the description of this episode on YouTube, also in your podcast player of choice. It's also on our website. And if you're a diehard and you're on our website, make sure you log in, go to your special diehards event page. That way you get your 20% off discount uh, on top of it because, you know, diehards get amazing perks. It's a great reason to become a diehard. Allcshow.com slash diehard. Take you right there. Gives you all the reasons why you should have done it already. And then you can just sign up, get your free shirt, get your discounts, and just, you know, join the CHO ecosystem uh, that we're building out over here. So great reason to become a diehard, get that discount for that Cog Hill, the CHO kickoff classic. Nick, this is a great time getting to preview a Chicago Bears game with you. It's been a while uh, since we've done one of these. Mm-hmm. It's not real just yet. We'll do a real preview in just a few more weeks, but like like you know the Bears and, and preseason, it's good to get some reps in, even if it's not exactly the same format. It's not the same exact scheme. It's still good to get out there and you know work out the jitters and work out you know just some of the the things that we have to do here. Even though it's not nothing to work out, it's just you and my you and me talking football, and we've done that forever. Yeah, but it's, it's always good to do it in the preseason, and you know we'll have a game covered tomorrow. Well, so we'll be back and make sure you tune to the CHO Bears podcast pregame, postgame show. Obviously, following us all on our social media accounts throughout the game. You know where to go when you're looking for Bears coverage. CHO Bears, we got you covered. Perfect. Have a good rest of your Friday. Have a great Friday night, Saturday morning, and we'll see you Saturday evening for this Bears preseason game against the Colts. But until then, bear down, Chicago.